in our prayers and when meditating, we need to see ourselves as being healthy. That thought of continuously being healthy is how God starts the healing process. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for your health. Today's topic, how to think yourself into good health. Hi, I'm Dr. Sal, and welcome to our podcast today. My goal for each episode, as I mentioned before, is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for your overall health, and eventually how it would affect you, the way you eat and the way you live. If you're new to our episode, we hope that you enjoy the content, but we want you to leave us a good review so that we can eventually help others in reaching more people so that we can lead them to better health. Thank you for your support. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to think yourself to good health. Let's dive into into today's health quest. I want to begin the podcast by a statement that was made by Oscar Wilde an Irish poet and playwright who wrote the book, The Picture of Dorian Gray. In fact, that was his only book that he wrote, but it was became very reputable and very uh, actually famous. And he stated, by strange that I was not told that the brain can hold in every tiny ivory cell God's heaven or hell. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, God makes it rain and, the sh- and make the sun shine on both the good and the evil, the just and the unjust. Which is, makes you think about how the same thing can happen in both good and bad. So with that in mind, thoughts have a measurable effect on, on your body. Your thoughts have an effect on your body. And if you think well, you eventually become well. If you don't think your body to be well, then it gets affected just the same with evil thoughts. And this affects the molecular structures, um, the chemical reactions that take place, all the way down to the atom. And the way this happens is that your body sparks these chemical reactions um, in your brain, and it releases a, a mob of neurotransmitters they get transmitted through the, through the neurons, which are the nerve cells. And these nerve cells have these branches that reach out throughout the entire body and to the organ systems as well. There are some stopping stations, kind of like the ones that we might see in a train station um, when, you're, when there's a train pattern where you have to make a connection from one train to another or an airport when you have to make a stop and get on another plane to go to your final destination. Now, these neurotransmitters get uh, sent down the nerve fiber to the nerve ending. It releases these chemicals, and then it sparks the, the next neuron to send those signals down. And when it does that, eventually you get a release of hormones and chemicals and peptides that can affect your kidneys, your pancreas, your gastrointestinal system, the muscles, the thymus gland, Uh, the spleen, which then affects our immune system. So uh, an onslaught of all these chemicals then affects our body. So a thought can either occur consciously or unconsciously. 
we're going to discuss this. We have a tendency to think of bad memories and in, in, in the way these bad memories eventually become repeated thoughts is that we eventually develop these neural networks. So as I mentioned before, you have these neurons that eventually uh, connect with other neurons and then sparks other nerves to send these signals to the various organs and muscles that I just mentioned. The more we keep thinking of a same thought over and over again, it, it makes these neurons and these neural networks more concrete. They begin to solidify. And then with repeated thoughts, they actually make you think more of that. Now, as I said before, if your thoughts are good thoughts, then you're going to send these signals and peptides which are going to bring health to the cell. If you're thinking negative thoughts, then that's how you start causing a detriment to the cells, which you can't feel pain, but over time, you're degrading your body, which eventually leads to disease. Now, this is important to understand, okay? So these memories can either be good or bad, and this is how Satan works. Satan takes what God created to work in our favor and uses it against us. How, does, how do these memories start? Again, when we're children growing up and we, we begin to experience bad experiences, either at home through our parents or other siblings, uh, at school through uh, the friends, uh, some of our schoolmates, some of the teachers, at church, I mean, don't think that just because you're going to church that everybody's good that's going there. And you may have some bad experiences or somebody says something and that three seconds that they just spent saying something bad to you now stays with you for a lifetime. As a young adult, you could have dated somebody. You could have been married to someone um, who spoke derogatory to you. Eventually, you carry these thoughts over and over again. And going over these thoughts repetitiously is how we learn. And that's how memories developed. Okay. When all of this stuff starts to happen to us and we fall out of balance and disease starts to take place, um, we will have a tendency to eventually get into, let's say with the case of obesity. And a lot of the people that I've spoken to before in the past, that have told me a lot of my patients, you know, I mean, I would ask them, how did you come to getting three to 400 pounds? And they would tell you that they either had a bad relationship um, with some of the young, with some of the women, they may have been sexually molested by their fathers. And same thing with men. Uh, this case happens too with mothers and sons. So they start using food as a way of a protective mechanism where, you know, the women have told me that they did that so that they would not be beautiful, so they wouldn't be attractive. But in essence, where they think that they're protecting themselves, they're actually doing more harm because eventually obesity has its onslaught of other uh, disease disorders, which affects us later on in life. And we'll go over that in, in future podcasts. When we ask God to help us, you have to understand that God does not understand disease. He doesn't understand time. He doesn't understand space. There's no limits to God. 
And sometimes we'll go up and we'll ask God to take a disease away, but he doesn't understand it. He only understands health. And so in our prayers and when meditating, we need to see ourselves as being healthy. That thought of continuously being healthy is how God starts the healing process. The idea of forgiving those of the past and letting go of the past is how we eventually over time begin to eliminate these bad thoughts. It's a difficult challenge. What we have to do is we have to understand how this all starts to take place. So being that it happens when we're young and we start to um, realize how it's starting to take over our lives, especially the unconscious thought, um, you know, the idea that you will never amount to anything. And now we have this hatred towards our parent or to the school teacher that we keep bringing up 20 years later and giving life to that idea. Um, this is where the disease process takes place. So how do we think ourselves to good health? It's not thinking at all. It's that mental gap of no thought. We shut down the mind that we identify with. See, we go over these bad thoughts, not only consciously, but eventually, as I said before, we repeatedly go over them that they become automatic, they become subconscious, that we're not even thinking about. At least we don't think we think we're thinking about them. Kind of something to think about, right? But in essence, we're going over 60,000 thought processes a day and this continuous noise or these dialogues that we're going over, that we're doing it so automatic and so subconsciously that we don't even know that we're thinking about it at all. This is when we have to stop, step back into our soul, and in one respect, just watch without judgment. Now you have to become like Christ. Even though the thought could be bad, you're going back and you're looking at it and you're just thinking about what are you thinking about? What are you saying? Who are you talking to that's not in the room? Because all of these thoughts of some bad relationship and that bad partner that we had, our parents that did something bad to us, uh, some schoolmate uh, that did and said things to you in public that humiliated you that now has become a constant reminder and eventually throws our body off of this health balance that God created. But by not thinking and now stepping back and looking at what we're thinking or what we're saying now gives us the godlike power to say, I don't need to think that way anymore. I forgive it. I give the past the blessings and I let it go. It's a difficult challenge. It's difficult because we're constantly doing it and we think that that's normal. Prayer, meditation, contemplation of the word, finding peace in that moment. And that's when we start to step into the kingdom of heaven. That is the present moment is the kingdom. When Christ said, a man who takes to the plow and keeps looking back is not fit for the kingdom. Think about what that, what that verse is saying. Jesus is basically saying, if you keep worrying about the past, you're not worthy of the kingdom. You're not fit for the kingdom because the kingdom is right now. And he also says, if you're always worried about the future 
or to worry about the moral, then the moral brings nothing but anxiety and fear. And it never increased your life another day. If anything, it's actually detrimental to your health. So when you're not thinking and you're just watching all this without judgment, you start to feel that sense of peace, happiness, joy, and bliss. And that's where we want to be. And that is where the healing starts to take place. So being aware of these negative thoughts actually gives us the power to realize that there's nothing to them. So you have to let go of, when I say let go of your spirit and move in the direction of your soul, your spirit eventually becomes your personality. And that's where these neural networks eventually form by repeated. Now, if you're constantly thinking of good things all the time, it may be raining out and everybody around you is saying, oh God, it's a lousy day, it's raining, it's gray out. And you're thinking, oh, well, it's a great thing because it's watering the grass and I don't have to water it. And it's going to make the grass go green. It's going to make the flowers start sprouting. Think about that in the spring. I hear people say, oh my God, it's been raining for two weeks. When is it going to end? And I'm thinking, wait a minute here. This is what it takes to get that growth and that new life to come back. And that's why spring is... And for not only decades and not only centuries, but for millennia, it is new life. So that gray sky and all that rain and getting wet and putting on your raincoat has benefits because it's giving new life. And if you keep thinking that way, well, then it becomes a part of your personality. And your personality about complaining about this or complaining about that or having negative ideas about this and making statements like, oh, that's not going to work or, oh, that's, you're never going to make it because that's the way these people are. These negative thoughts eventually becomes your personality, which is a way of your spirit. Now, if you move in the direction of your soul, which is where God is, that's the life force. Your soul is the life force. That's the breath of life that God gave us. Without the soul, you're dead. Nothing works in your body. Nothing. Everything shuts down. You're dead. But when you step into that and you find that peace and bliss, now you're in the kingdom of heaven. And that's when you start healing from within. And this is one of the benefits as to how we can heal ourselves through our thoughts. So, you know, again, learning comes from repetition and eventually our biology becomes our biography. So what's happening in our cells and every cell that's conscious eventually remembers this stuff and that's how you keep thinking. And, you know, a lot of these neural networks are even found in our hearts. So even in heart transplants, People who get these heart transplants eventually have the thoughts and memories of the person that uh, donated that heart. So you have to shut off these distractions. It's these distractions that take us away from the kingdom of heaven and keep us from dwelling on God's will for us to live our lives the way God wants us to. And believe you me, folks, God, does, God never created anything bad. Sometimes we keep blaming God and saying, why are you doing this to me? He's not doing that. It's you who keeps thinking about these things. And God's saying, hey, shut it off. Let it go. And just think of me in the present moment. 
So when you're in the kingdom of heaven and you find that joy and that peace is when the healing starts. And that's when the rest of the body then itself starts to absorb that light and you start feeling happier. You start feeling better. You find more joy in life and you start to find goodness in every aspect that you go through. So finding that 15 to 20 minutes to contemplate and meditate on God's word daily and even let go of everything, just trying to clear your mind. And I'll tell you folks, um, sometimes it could take to a few hours to do that. But if you just do a little bit each time, each day, then over time you'll start to realize you can get to these places a lot quicker, get over your anger much faster your hatred, your aggression, your fears, your depression, much more readily. And depression eventually becomes one of the underlying causes as to why people put on weight. And overall, we bring heaven on earth. With that, I wanna thank you for joining us today. Once again, please give us a great review so that we can spread the good word. Have a wonderful day and God bless.